The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. So here we are at the end of summer, about to be approaching quarter four, where we look back to January and all of the goals and the projections that we set for ourselves and seeing how in line we are and really pushing for work for the last quarter. At least that's how most businesses and most employees tend to operate. Like in the last quarter, it's like you're getting back to work. You're getting back to focusing. And for a lot of people, for like a third of the population, this isn't going to be taking place in an office. This is going to be taking place right there inside of your home. So I'm talking to those of you who are looking to find a productive space at home, whether you're working from home or you're retired and you're just living from home and would like to be able to find some space to create and to work on projects. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Today, I'm going to be sharing how the world is your office and how you can find some really cool niche spaces right there inside of your home that could possibly be your ideal workspace. Number one, use weird nooks and wall spaces. Do you remember when you were originally house hunting for the place that you live in now and you saw this really weird little jut off of the living room or whatever room it may be and you just thought like, what in the world am I supposed to be doing with this awkward looking space, right? Uh, well, that could very well be your ideal space for an office? Is it possible to squeeze a desk in there, right? To put some kind of layered shelves or rising cubes that you could use as just a backdrop for an office space. This is exactly what we did in our living room. Our living room is pretty small, but it also has this strange little nook that's just in this one spot. And we were able to find a desk, it's from Crate and Barrel, that looks like it was made for this space. Like the measurements are insane. We so lucked out. It has built-in shelves and it just like, makes that entire space into a nice little nook of an office. And you can do this in so many different ways. So own those weird spaces and get creative. Now, if you weren't lucky enough to have a weird nook inside of your home naturally, you can create one using a bookshelf or really any other kind of room divider. We use this option on our lower level. We were able to separate a really long room with a bookshelf. It was one of those cubby shelves that was like, eight feet tall probably by nine feet wide, had all of these different cubbies. Essentially, it was just a giant bookshelf. But it was large enough and sturdy enough that we were able to completely divide off that room and create a little office on one of the sides. We were able to put a couch in there and a little desk with a chair and put in a rug to really absorb a lot of the sound. And the bookshelf is what made the room the room, just having that divider. And I see dividers like that all the time on like Facebook Marketplace and OfferUp, you know, being sold secondhand. The one that we ended up buying was secondhand. Now, getting it transported was a bit of a hassle because it was so large, but it was in great condition. And at just a fraction of the cost, we were able to create 
create an additional workspace for ourselves. Number three is to blend your spaces, blend your rooms. I like to think of rooms beyond the room because we often can get like tunnel vision on this is a living room and this is a bedroom. And I like to look at a room as zones. So this is the sleeping zone. This is the working zone, like that type of thing. And I've seen many people who are able to put a desk right behind their couch, right behind their sofa in the living room and have an incognito workspace baked right into their living room. It can be done depending on how you do it. It can be done well, it can be done not well, but you know, depending on the length of your sofa and the length of your desk, you could very well have a little built-in hidden workspace right behind your sofa or not so hidden. It could be that once you get beyond the sofa, you're now in the office zone. It's kind of like what we have in our living area. If instead of the desk and the office space being on the opposite side of the living room as the couch, it was literally right behind the couch on the same side, dividing the space into two zones. If you happen to have a really techie job or do a lot of video chats, Zoom calls and such, and your couch is also facing a large TV, you could use that big screen TV as a second monitor of sorts. You could put everybody's Zoom pictures and have your Zoom chats using the big screen TV and use your laptop for note taking or something else. Just food for thought. Number four, consider the garage. I know this is kind of, this is something I've actually done before, first of all. My first attempt was to put a tent down in the garage. That's not my suggestion, don't worry. You know, the pandemic was happening. Both of my teenage daughters were doing their schoolwork from home in different rooms. One of them had the bedroom, one of them had the living room. Matt was here working from our bedroom and I was just running out of space, especially space where sound wasn't gonna be carrying if I needed to record a podcast episode. So I created my own little podcast episode recording center down in the garage by popping up a large tent and hanging blankets and towels from the walls. But that did lead me to later on using that garage space for a more makeshift legit office. In fact, remember the room I talked about earlier with the giant bookshelf that divided a room into two? Well, that room that it divided was our oblong garage. So yes, this office that you're looking at right now is actually inside of our garage. We put down a big shaggy rug to absorb some of the sound. We put up the big cubby bookshelf and put bins in it to help absorb, you know, the cloth bins absorb some of the sound. We put pictures on the wall to give the sound more spaces to bounce off of. We even later on put up curtains to really close in the space and again, absorb more sound because the curtains were even soundproof. So we went all out on turning a really oblong, awkward garage into a full-on office space. During that time, it was my favorite room in the house. My grandfather has turned two different garages into a, a nice space that he can work. This is actually where he spends the majority of his days right now. He had them pour in a really thick layer of like rubber flooring inside of the garage. He put in air conditioning, heater, you know, nice seating. He's got his art on the walls and that is his man cave, essentially. That's where he goes to work or to watch TV or whatever it is that he's gonna do. He does it in that garage space. Number five, go portable. This is probably the majority of the space that I work in right now is just portable with my trusty adjustable uh, desktop. You probably have seen if you watch my channel for long, I used to have a wooden adjustable desktop and now I've changed it for this much larger heavy duty uh, white one that's also really great. I live off of this thing. It's whether I'm in bed or in the living room on the couch or, you know, just I can take it with me wherever I want to work. And so I've kind of like have this mobility to my work style 
child so I'm not stuck in one chair throughout the day or in one spot throughout the day. And I can follow around the light. So if I wanna have some natural lighting, I could just take my little portable workspace with me. And then there are just tons of ways to make an office using furniture alone. So with my kids' room, we had a loft bed that had a desk that was built down at the bottom of the loft bed. It was an Ikea bed. It had an option for a desk that laid flat against the wall underneath the loft, or you could even rotate it sideways. And there are just so many options out there like that, especially if you're looking at a kid's room. Loft beds are a really interesting and cool way to go with that because you can build an office and a bedroom in one. But even if you're not looking for kids, I mean, there are just creative furniture options all over the place that I probably am not even aware of. There are fold down tables and fold down desks that you can use in any room. You could add one of those into your dining room if that's the only extra space that you have. And the last tip is to use a backdrop on any wall. You don't even have to have a cubby. It doesn't have to be like a small nook or a space. It can literally be in the middle of a giant wall. You could put up a backdrop. You could put up a little table, a plant. Look at what I've got going on behind me. This is just a regular wall. And this is what I use as my backdrop and as my workspace. And I've used it before. So when I first started doing video, I took this course called Lights, Camera, Action that was about like how to professionally stream yourself and so I took this course and a big part of the course was creating your set, creating your backdrop. At the time, I lived in a really small apartment. We didn't have an office at all. We barely had like decent sized rooms. And right there in my bedroom, I created a backdrop for myself. I had a big piece of plywood, like a really large piece of plywood. And I got wallpaper that had this like weathered beechwood type of print on it. And the cool thing is in camera, a lot of prints like that, like wood and brick look real. And so that's one of the, the tips that I that I learned inside of that class. And it like looking back on it, it wasn't great. It's not something that I would use right now. I've seen other people do it way better, but it is an option and it's something that you can do anywhere. You don't have to rely on the certain architecture of your space or having a garage if you don't even have a garage. Even if you're not doing regular Zoom video chats or like you have no reason to have an official backsplash or backdrop, having that set up can just be the visual division that you need to have an official office space. So if you're somebody who wants to have like, this zone is where I need to be in the zone. This is where I get into flow and everything else is left at the outside of this backdrop and this is where I work. The only tips that I have to go with any of these options, if you don't have a standalone office that's gonna be housing all of your office-y things, is to forego the big equipment. If you don't need it, then forego it, like go without it, because that's gonna make it a lot easier to use any of these options and to be more portable and to like free up more space. If you're limited to a little nook, but you're trying to incorporate all of these big bulky filing cabinets and you know pieces of equipment, it's not gonna look as great and it's gonna be a lot more difficult to make work. And then another tip, as always, is to look for natural lighting. If you have an option for going with a place that's near natural lighting versus not, I would always opt for the spot near natural lighting. It not only makes your video qualities better if you're somebody who's doing a lot of video chats or meetings on your computer, but it just makes your workspace feel better. It feels more energized and more productive. I will chat with you guys next week.